Welcome, everyone, to the very special episode of the Absolute Geek Godcast. I am your Reverend, Dr. Smarty Pants. And I am Father Kyle. This podcast is here to help you enlighten your life to make sure that you don't end up in HE double hockey sticks. HE double hockey sticks. We want you to, to choose the right path, this, not the incorrect path. This is a podcast for only the mature adult who can use proper language. There will be no curse words here. There will be no F-bombs, no A-bombs, no curse words of any kind. Cheese and rice. Shoots and ladders. There will be absolutely no cursing of any kind in this podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And And may God bless your day. Be with you. Absolute Geek Podcast. What's going on, you fucking fuckers? It's Thursday night in Phoenix, and you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Father Kyle. Uh, hope, hope we didn't throw you off by, by our little intro there. Um, just, uh, you know, we were told that if we, we cleaned up our, our mouth, our content would be better. And all of you disagreed. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one. I didn't see one person saying, you know what? I agree with this person. No, everyone disagreed. And that I salute the fuck out of every single one of you that listen to us, because the this is an adult language geek podcast. We put a parental advisory on it for a goddamn reason, <laughs> because we are two grown ass men who like to swear. And yes, to me, it's it just natural. Yeah, it's just second nature. It's not like I'm sitting here trying to fucking impress you or impress anybody. Half the time, I don't even understand. Don't even realize I'm saying the f word. No, I usually don't know. I, I don't ever remember saying fuck, fuckity, fuck. I do not censor myself around small children, so why would I censor myself around grown-ass adults? Berlupa. Yeah. Berzupa. Berzupal. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Berzupal. I just wasn't going to say bazinga. All right. So tonight to start the show, I went to the old Absolute Geek Calculator 6000 mega computer, <laughs> and I put in two topics. To give to Dr. Kyle. Father Kyle. Father Kyle. Sorry, Father. And this is what it spit out. Do you think Paper Girls is better than Stranger Things? Do I think Paper Girls is better than Stranger Things? Yes. I don't know. They have, they, they have both have awesome qualities about them that make them like awesome themselves. They're both cool because they both are... Uh, have a lot of 80s influence to it. That's what makes both of those really cool. Paper the, Girls also has a lot of modern influence to it, too. It also has a lot of modern influence in it as well. But, I mean, the, the, the whole beginning of the book was the 80s. And mm-hmm. all the way up until now, you know, where there's, you know, way in the future. But, like, Stranger Things is awesome because it takes so many things from when we were younger. It takes, you know, aliens and Dungeons and Dragons and comic books. And, you know what I mean? It's so many different movies and, and influences that we had. That's what makes that such an awesome show. But Paper Girls is just so original and so different. It's awesome in itself. I couldn't... I, could, I couldn't... They both share similar qualities. They're both weird. Mm-hmm. They both have weird things going on. But do you think that it could be proclaimed that Paper Girls is better than Stranger Things? I give... No, I th- I think they're a tie because they both have qualities. Maybe if Paper Girls became a show and, and I could see how the show went, I could make a better comparison. But like Paper Girls is good because it's letting my imagination go. Stranger Things is they, they've kind of fed, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. TV kind of just tells you what to like and how to like it. Like, you know what I mean? Like 
with comic books and stuff, you create your own voices for these people and their own right. You know what I mean? It's theater of the mind. Yes, and that and that's what's so cool. You know, and paper uh, paper girls is and paper girls is a trip. But I mean, so Stranger Things, it was. I I think if you made them a show, they both are eerily similar. It's just that Paper Girls follows mostly a group of girls, four girls, right? Yeah, going through time. <laughs> yeah, to where Stranger Things follows a group of you know, well, you could say four boys and a girl, so five kids, but really four because. Will is in the Upside Down. Or no, not Will, but I can't remember which one was in the Upside Down. I don't think it was Will. But, but he's back. One of them was in the Upside Down mm. the entire time. But The whole point of the show. Just with the weirdness and the cast and and kind of your two casts put together. There's this. And the reason I ask this is because I actually got caught up in this in a forum today. And I also saw it in a link to Convoke Resources. But in a, in a Reddit forum, they were debating... That Paper Girls is better than Stranger Things. And people were given reasons why they felt that Paper Girls was better, why they felt Stranger Things was better. I just thought, since you've seen the Stranger Things show and you're an avid fan of Paper Girls, you would be the go-to guy to ask that question to. That's a hard one, though, because they're both really good. But I, I, you know what? I would probably, thinking about it, I think I would lean closer to Paper Girls, too. Really? Yeah, just because it's 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 so weird and it's so different and there, there's so much more going on. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading it longer. Yeah. I've been into it longer. That's one of the things people are saying is that, you know, Stranger Things is weird for the story sense and it drives the plot of the story to where Paper Girl seems to just be weird to be weird. Yeah. And they don't explain why there's these giant monsters everywhere. And like, it's all kind of like a, you're, you're playing a guessing game right now. You're playing a theater of the mind as... To where what's going on in Paper Girls because they're not giving you any definitive and they've never answers. since day one they've they've given you very little insight into any of it. It's kind of like as soon as you feel like you're on a or even just from your reviews, it feels like as soon as you think you're on a path of what it's about, they one eighty it and flip it and take it in a different direction. Yeah, just like I didn't see that girl getting cancer and dying, not being alive at this time, and I didn't see the whole you know, girl from the future crap and that there's a cyborg version of her. And it's just like of Aaron. And it's just like, what is going on here? Like they've taken every cool little idea that they've ever had. And they just smashed it into one comic book. Yeah. But I would, that's a good, that's actually, that's a good question. Cause I sat there and I wanted to get your reaction live on the show. And I didn't want to tell you about it beforehand. Cause I sat there today while I was working and I was like, I can't debate this. I don't know if I could. Because right when I'm like, Stranger Things is better. It, hands down. Like you said, all the cultural references, all the pop culture references, all the 80s references that we grew up with. Weird science and, and aliens and and just everything that made the 80s what it was, what we grew up with, is now in a show, in references, let's make that sh- which, which is what makes that show so good. Mm-hmm. But also, Paper Girls does the same thing. It gives you a lot of... Re- a lot of 80s references, but also modern references, like the iPod and, mm-hmm. and and all that. And it's just, I agree that Paper Girls is weird just to be weird, and there's really no rhyme or reason for it, but it's still, I mean, we haven't seen those gay aliens since they sh- the girl got shot. A lot, yeah, it's been like, since like issue like five or six. <clears throat> so I just figured, you know, Reverend Kyle would be the... Father. <laughs> Doctor Reverend Father <laughs> Kyle would be the the go to uh, 
guy to see if we can get a definitive nail down of which is better. I think, you know, and, and it's close. I would have to say it's closer to like a 60-40 to a... In favor of who? Paper, paper girls? Paper girls. I don't even think... I think 60-40 is actually too far apart. I think it needs mm. to come together. Like a 52-54, you know what I mean? Like yeah. 52-49, you know what I mean? 48. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe 53-47. In favor of paper girls? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I just want to get your thought process on that. Yeah, that's interesting. It, it seems to be a debate raging amongst fans right now. So yeah, I well, I mean, as you were reading it, was it fifty fifty? Was it more people? Than no, that? it was pretty much split. Yeah, because the article I saw on on uh, Combo Resources was just like fifteen reasons why Paper Girls is better than um, Stranger Things, and people were just kind of like going back and forth and debating the reasons why and why Stranger Things was cool because you had this references and it's more it's more directly inclined with stuff that happened just where Paper Girls is just all over the place and it it came down to like people were arguing the same points but where they were arguing against one point for for Paper Girls they were arguing that same point in favor of Stranger Things or vice versa so it was really kind of like watching I don't know, it was kind of like watching two dogs fight. Like, they weren't really, or just bark at each other. Like, they weren't really getting anywhere. Like, yeah, I mean, you weren't going anywhere anytime soon. It was just kind of like the same argument going back and forth. Because they're both really good, and they're both really good for their own reasons. So it's hard to really, and they're, they're like, they're close, but they're not like, you know, they're in Paper Girls, they're time traveling, and they're, there's lots of different aliens, and, and top of monsters, on top of, alternate realities on top of you know what i mean there's there's so much more going on when stranger things was kind of focused in on just the upside down and but, what was inside of it but even stranger things you had monsters and the demigorg and then and the demigorgon you had alternate realities in the upside down yeah you know you you had kind of all of that and especially even more so as it look as it, we get in ready for october for season two of Stranger Things, it looks like it's going to be even more crazier if that's possible. They so, have to though. They have to top. I mean, they have to top it. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm kind of like I said. I just wanted to see what Doctor Reverend Professor Father Kyle, <laughs> His Holiness, thought about it and where you stood on the whole whole debate. Maybe that's a good question to post on the Facebook. Yeah. What's better, Stranger Things or uh, Paper Girls? Because I know a lot of everybody that listens out there reads Paper Girls. And everybody and their brothers seen Stranger Things yeah. by now. So, you know, I think that'd be a, a great debate that would burn down our Facebook page. It would burn it down. <clears throat> burn it down. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I figured it'd be a good question to open the show with. It's interesting. To get your opinion on. It's, it's a hard. It's a hard question to answer. It is. It really is. Because they're alike, but they're they're not alike. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they travel in the same circles, but they're not, they don't have the same friends. Like, yeah. They're like, you know what I mean? They're, it's like so-and-so knows so-and-so, but. Yeah. They're, it's they're, like they're acquainted by one, that one person. Yeah. It's like, like there's that one like Shelly that rolls with both groups. That, yes. And so they're, they're doing the same things. They're just, it's, it's just not this quite the same. Don't be a Shelly. All right. So you said you had a topic. So there's a, a con in Florida. It's a, it's it's called EliteCon. It's a convention, and what they've done is one of their rules for the convention is no cosplay. Okay. Now they've gotten a lot of backlash over this. They they said that cosplay actually takes away from what their focus on this show is going to be, which is the vendors, the collectibles, the comics, 
I mean, what what do you think? I mean, do you think that was a good idea for them to to not do cosplay? Like, I know it's a big cosplay is a big part of the convention scene. Mm-hmm. But like personally, me, I'm all for it. I like the idea of it. I think cosplay is cool. Like, I liked how uh, WonderCon had it last year. Remember, all the cosplay people were like milling about outside in this like yeah. that, that huge covered uh, like stared area with like picnic tables and everything. Yeah. Now that was cool because then you got to see all the cool costumes and stuff. But I hate standing in line and getting fucking poked by somebody's feathers. Yeah. Or their back of their sword or their fucking or getting hit with their big cardboard key. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some of it's cool. But like personally, I think that I think what they should have done is they should have. I think it's a good idea, actually. I think not having a lot of cosplay or or not you could cosplay like if you wanted to come as the Joker, come as the Joker. Don't, but you don't need to come as you you know like, uh, fucking uh, like over excessive cosplay. Yeah, you don't need to come as Optimus Prime and be fucking yeah. twelve feet tall, mm-hmm. fucking taking up two aisles. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe maybe cosplay how you know like casual, but not casual cosplay, but like minimal cosplay, like. You know, you don't need the Kingdom Hearts key to be nine feet long as you're walking. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like. No, I know what you're saying. Like, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Fucking like that one guy was fucking the Hulkbuster. Yeah. Like, remember how huge that was? It yeah. Was just over the top. So, but I mean, I do you, you think that's good for a con to say, hey, we we want to focus on the con and not, or do you think it was, that was just their way of saying, you know what, we just don't want a bunch. They didn't want it to be oversold and too crowded because taking cosplay away probably takes 40 percent of your your audience your 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 ticket buying people well i mean i think it works on two fronts it depends on what you're trying what your main objective of this convention is who are you trying to attract if you're trying to attract people that are coming there just to spend the money to get collectibles and comics and and that's what they want to do absolutely because there's not really a medium or reason for cosplay to be there you know, as to where, a, and it depends on how they market themselves. Are you marketing yourself as a Comic Con or are you marketing but yourself as a collectible convention? Even if you are marketing as a Comic Con, why does that automatically open the door for cosplay? Well, I mean, people want to. Because if it's just there to get autographs and buy collectibles and, and meet your comic book artists, why, why do you need to come as Ichigo from Bleach? Fuck, look at you name dropping. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Fucking or, anime nerd. Do, do you know what I mean, though? Fucking or like anime nerd over here. Or you know what I mean? You don't need to, nerd. You don't need to, be, you don't need to come as Vash Stampede to get Jesus fucking... Jesus Christ, nerd! To get, you know, Neil Adams to sign your book. You know what I mean? Nerd. <laughs> but, no. <clears throat> I, I just think that, like many things, like we talked about on Saturday with Jose, many things, cosplay is a lucrative business now. You have people like your your cosplay crush, Jessica Negri, who makes a shit ton of money doing this. Oh, and she's going to be at Dallas Con. And Lance is going to get the meter fucking bastard. You get booths that pay these girls to cosplay their characters to draw attention to them. So Now, that's different, though. If you have a booth there and you're dressing up as the character for the comic book and you're not – and you're standing by the booth and you're trying to peddle your, your – that's different than – the average guy who has to, or the girl who has to pay sixty dollars for an event to to walk around as. But you can kind of tell going to a convention. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You can tell the 
the normal cosplayer, the the dorky kid who's dressed up as Link, or like the kid here that goes as Marty McFly to every fucking convention. Mm-hmm. Compared, like you know, they're just there to dress as their favorite character and get some pictures and get noticed, and people go, "Hey, cool costume," and things like that. Then you have the level of people who spend years, months, days, years on their cosplay just to to wear to conventions and. You can kind of tell who's there to try and maybe get their name out there and and be like, oh man, he's a cool cosplayer. Let me get him for my convention, so they can be the Je- next Jessica Negri mm. or next, <laughs> you know, whatever whatever cosplayer. Um, I'm drawing a blank on cosplayers. I know a, I know a lot of them, but uh, NG Knight and all these other cosplayers or M Night Shyamalan. No, or are they just there to have fun? Now. In the case of this convention, I can understand what they're doing. They want you to focus on their collectibles and the comics and everything they're selling. You're absolutely right. There's nothing worse than trying to navigate an overcrowded convention floor and then having to stop every five feet because someone wants to take a picture of a cosplayer in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's annoying to try and get from one place to another. But that has also now become such an integral part. I know it's part of, it's part of, our of community the community in the convention now. scene, right? But then also, if you just straight out ban cosplay or say we don't want it here, that also alleviates problems of of sexual, you know, complaints of sexual abuse and mm-hmm. you know, stalking and, and things like that come along with all that. And <clears throat> that whole cosplay is not consent thing I, I think i think it's a very touchy subject i'm kind of with you is where i i can agree with it and see why they're doing it but then again i can see why people are getting angry about it because if it's their only convention like look at us we we went from having a handful of conventions every year to really one major convention or two and they're both run by the same company you know so it'd be like imagine phoenix comic-con saying no cosplay yeah, it, I mean that, that would. I, I mean, that would, I guarantee it would cut out thirty percent of the. Oh, if not more ticket revenue, if not more, because not only that, but you have people who are coming there just to take pictures, to put them on Instagram to try and get their their photography out there. Mm-hmm. But then you have cosplayers that are wanting their picture taken and hoping they can be into their Instagram models, Facebook models, or get hooked up with a company to to cosplay for them at conventions. Yeah. And things like that, like cosplay is a huge, it's a huge industry right now. And and it's just another thing that like we were talking about before. It's it, the making your own, your own way. Well, if you're a cosplayer, well, really, what's the only one time to get your name out there than at a convention? Because yeah. you're not going to walk around in your fucking cosplay. Because then people are just going to call you weird. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's when you get labeled a furry. A furry. But I, I don't know. I just, like, I mean, for the most part. I, I you know I don't mind you know the the, the dude dressed up like the Joker or yeah the all all the little sexy Harley Quinns running around. Mm-hmm. I know it's not consent, <laughs> but I mean I just I I think I, cosplay in moderation. It's not ridiculous. It's not overblown. Maybe that's maybe that's that's where I think the happy medium would be. That would be you know like if you're if you're a tree if you're walking around as a tree maybe you should plant yourself outside. <laughs> but yeah, I think that I think that's a great way to alleviate that is if more conventions had a designated cosplay area. You want to cosplay? Oh, even Phoenix Comic Con kind of does because it's usually in the in the hall as soon as you come down the escalators downstairs before you go inside. That usually that area is just filled with cosplayers mm-hmm. and people taking their picture. 
And that's fine. If you're navigating through there, expect to be annoyed because that's where it's going to happen. That way you're not in the, you know, you're not annoyed in the vendor hall. That way you can easily get to the comic book artists you want to see, the celebrity guests you want to see, whatever item you want to buy. You I just know. know when Bumblebee is taking up the entire aisle. Yes. And you're just stuck. Yeah. It just kind of sucks. Cosplay is cool and it's cool to look at and it's cool to photograph and to photograph and it's an integral part of the community and the convention scene. But I, I can see where if this convention doesn't want it because they're trying to push their collectibles and, and they're, they want to put the focus on the vendor and making people money, then why are you going to bitch about it? I mean, I think in, in the end too, it's, it's their rules and their con. Right. You know, they, if you don't like it, you can just wait for the next one, you know, because it's like if there's something I don't like about a con, I don't go. That's the great thing about America, you know. If you don't like our swearing, you can shut us off. If you don't like what's on the radio, you can shut it off. If you don't like the TV show, you can shut it off. If you don't like the convention's policies, don't attend. Don't attend. Save yourself that $60 and go do something else. Mm-hmm. You know, go be outraged somewhere else. You know, I with just, your haircut. Yeah, with your hair, with your man, to speak to your manager haircut. You know, I just, I just think there's so much, this world is so focused on being outraged about everything. Like every little fucking thing is just an outrage. Yeah, everybody's looking for a reason to fucking be pissed about something. Right. Everyone is looking for a reason to be angry about fucking something. Because everybody needs a, uh, a, what's it called? Oh God, I'm drawing a fucking blank. Like a mission. Everybody has to have a, you know, a, you know. And all the many great things about the internet, the endless hours of porn you can you know watch what? on Instead it. Instead of being mad at a con, why don't you go feed the homeless? Right. There, There's a good <laughs> there's a good thing that you could do with the, the... And you know what? That is something you could be mad about and you can, you could tackle forever. But no matter no matter how great the internet is, with the, the vast amount of porn and endless hours <laughs> of porn it, surpri- it provides, you know, it's given everyone a voice. Everyone has a voice online. Everyone's a keyboard tough guy. You know, the internet, you know, it, it gives everyone an opinion. And opinions are like assholes and nobody wants yours, you know? Everybody has one. No one wants to hear yours. Yeah, yep, that's pretty much it. <laughs> everyone has one. No one wants to hear yours. But here we are giving our opinions. Right? That's exactly what but we're doing. But opinions are like assholes. Everyone's swear got Swear word free, I might add. Yeah. I don't think I cussed once in that segment. Oh, I, maybe. Father Kyle is here. Yeah. He's here to stay, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I've been cussing like a sailor. Have you? Yeah. I haven't even noticed. Um, but like I said, I, it's just one of those things where it comes down to, that's a stupid thing to be outraged about. It's their convention. You, as, an, as an American, you have the right to, of freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. And in in margin and or, or within reason, I should say. Um, but if you don't, why get outraged about it? Why waste your time bitching about it? Just go fucking do something else. Right. Go. Oh my god, I can't go to this convention because they don't cosplay. Then maybe you don't want to go there anyways. Because maybe they don't. They're it's not. You're not who they're trying to. You know attract. what they should they should cosplay as a regular person. Oh shit. There you go. It's like breaking the fourth wall. Yep, cosplay is Optimus Prime on his day off. Right? <laughs> Where you leave your costume parked in the parking lot. Go as a Ninja Turtle, but keep the, uh, uh, have the hat on and yeah. the trench coat. Yeah, there you go. But, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm all for cosplay. I think cosplay is a good thing, but 
I just don't think it's something to get outraged about if they're just like, listen, we don't want it here. Yeah. No, I think cosplay is cool too. I think it's like I really liked it at WonderCon because you could sit at the top of like the escalators and look down. You saw all these really cool fucking costumes, Mm -hmm. but you didn't see a lot of it inside. So I, 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 same with San Diego. Like I don't, I didn't really see a lot of cosplay inside of the the convention hall. It's mostly out in the hallways. There's a little bit. It's on. It's usually on the outside walls. Yeah. You know what I mean. You see a lot of the cosplayers, but yeah. There's so many people in San Diego, though. You're when you're in the thick of it. I don't think you even notice. No, you're just trying to get through to where you're going. Ooh, tickets go on sale tomorrow, uh, Saturday. Saturday. <clears throat> Still. Uh... If you're interested in if you're interested in San Diego tickets, hit us up. That way, I know you're serious. So if I decide to sell mine, you'll be the first person I go to. <laughs> If I get them, if we get them, because we yeah. still have to wait in queue with everyone else, so you've, there's still a good chance we might not get them. You've heard us enough times that, yeah, we're gonna, because it's sit in the waiting room. Because like Kellen didn't get a email for new tickets. Yeah, he did. He didn't. He didn't go or use or get his passes scanned. Did but he? he used, but Gabe used his badge, so it automatically. That's right, Gabe used for his him. badge. So he got his email. Is he going to be in it? Um, he said he's not interested in going. And then we know Jose, we got his badge scanned for him. Yep. Because we gave him the, the stroke sob story. Yeah. And then us, I mean, we've got technically four chances to go, but I don't know. Honestly, if I don't go, I might just buy my badge, blow the fucking $30, buy a one-day badge and not go. And that way at least it guarantees me for next year. It guarantees me. Because it has to be me, scanned, right? Um, I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's the thing. I don't know. I think now that since they're sending them to you activated already, I don't think it matters. Yeah, how would they know? Yeah. I just think it, I just think it only matters. It would totally be worth the $30 just to buy the Just ticket. to buy one, yeah. Just in case. Saying, just in case I want to go next year. Because right now there's not really anyone I want to see other, well, other than Tom King. Everyone's going to be there. I know. I don't even bother with their list because it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> everybody's going to be there. It's like saying, you know, same thing in like New York. Like New York Comic Con is what I have my site set on now. Yeah. Like in the next couple years. But it's 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 a – you used to just be able to buy tickets for New York Comic Con. Now it's like San Diego. Yeah, because remember we told that story that guy killed himself because he didn't know yeah. that. Well, like – and that's the thing is like – San Diego is cool once you go. Like, once you've lived it and you're there, you're like, all right, that's cool, you know? And then you're like, I don't need, I don't think this is something I need to come into every year. But then you're like, this is the Mecca. This is where the big stuff happens. What happens if this is the year that, like, you know, that's Michael Keaton, you're Michael Keaton fist fights Ben Affleck at a Batman panel chances and are, you miss it? Chances are you'll probably be in the shitter. Yeah, probably. Or not in or, line. To, or in or eating or somewhere else or or you'll be on the, the shuttle buffs. Or, yeah, or in actually know. the actual convention hall yeah. that happened in Hall H. I yeah. mean. But you can just be like. I it's, was, it's just like the year we were there when everybody fucking got up and left with J.J. Uh, Abrams yeah. to go watch an orchestra play every Star Wars song. Yeah. Like we were there, but we weren't there. We, we were, were at the there. hotel drinking <laughs> <laughs> because it was at like 8 o'clock at night. And the convention was closed. So, I mean, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, it's nothing. And just, you could have, like, 
a dance off on the fucking floor, or, or like think, Ryan Reynolds comes cast, cosplayed as Deathpool, or Deadpool and starts dancing around the convention floor or something. Or that's just gonna happen. I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, it, there's nothing that's gonna happen this year or next year if we don't go. That's gonna be like, damn it, we could have gone because there's so much that happens anyway. No matter what you would say, that I'm just worried it's gonna be like. Come on, San Diego Comic Con 2017. You should have been here. It'll never be that. And I'm like, God damn it. I should have so been there. So much happens every year that it... I should have been there. I should have been there. We've been there two years in a row, and I guarantee we didn't see 15% of everything that was going on. Yeah. Because there's so much to do outside of the convention, too, and not just inside. Just everything that's going on. I mean, even... It's even hard to get everybody to get your shit signed. Yeah. You're running so that you can get in a line to meet fucking Jim Lee. Although I think I, I did good last year. I, I walked out with 90, like 97%. But we went, like, the remember the year before, we went, like, we had a shit ton of books. Remember, yeah. we both had backpacks full of books. Yeah. I took an entire short box yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yes. And then last year, we went very focused. Yeah. Like, we knew Adelard was there, and so that was, like, the end-all, you know what I mean? That was our... End-all, beat-all, yeah. Yeah, and we knew Kirkman was going to be there, so we knew both of them were going to be there, so, like, we had, like, you know what I mean? Like, we were very focused on the very few people that we wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, I walked past Ravio Albuquerque, like, three times, with God damn it, and I didn't yeah. bring one book for him to sign, and he was, I saw him twice with nobody there to have him sign a book. Yeah. He was just sitting there like this, <laughs> fucking looking up at the ceiling mm-hmm. with a fucking Sharpie in his hand. But then there's also people that we've become friends with over the years of going to conventions that are at San Diego that aren't coming here this year. So like Cena Grace, so you can go talk to him and, and shoot the shit with him and talk and pick his brain about Iceman and, and everything like that. <clears throat> or any of his other projects at San Diego when he's not coming to a convention here as far as I know yet. Yeah. So... It it's San Diego has its good and its bads, but you know I just I just don't know. The bad of San Diego is it's so much money. The money that's yeah. number one. Like if you go, and we've said this a million times to you guys. Uh, if you want to go to San Diego and you go for four days, you are spending two thousand dollars before you walk in the door. Between tickets, hotels, food, yeah. getting there. You're looking at two thousand dollars. Well, maybe not two thousand if you're splitting it with somebody. Like if you're splitting the hotel, or something. But even then, like okay, like last year we split the hotel. What was our cuts? Fucking three hundred bucks each. Four ways, three hundred bucks each. Yeah. And then we got our. So t- that, yeah, that's like a thousand bucks for yeah. So it was a thousand. Last year it was a thousand dollars for us to walk plus in the door. parking. Mm-hmm. So there's another hundred dollars. Then plus I took a thousand dollars spending cut. Only spent five hundred, but. Still took a thousand. So you spent fifteen hundred dollars to go to San Diego Comic Con. Well, that's not including the tickets. I haven't added the tickets. So, add another two hundred for the tickets. So six, seven, seventeen hundred bucks. Yeah, about it. To, yeah, I mean to 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 go there. That that's a lot of money. And, and don't get me wrong, I didn't really buy. I bought a couple T-shirts. I bought a Negan action figure, and then, and then food to feed myself. And that's pretty fucking much it. That's it. I, I bought. I think I bought. I brought. I actually brought booze with me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't buy anything. Remember, I didn't buy. Yeah, we booze. brought coolers of stuff and like it was just. Remember, I had lots of snacks and I yeah. fucking 
So, I mean, I spent all that to come there. Right. So it was still... And then the gas to get out there. It, 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 mm. It's expensive. If it's your first time and you've never been, I say do it. Because it's, it's one of those things where at least you can say I've been there. I've mm-hmm. done it. You know, I have, you know, the, the passes to show I've been there and done that. You know, the, New York is another one I want to go to because I've never been. I've never been to New York, period. I would pass up San Diego to go to New York. Absolutely. Without question. And see, and uh, New York's is in October. Yeah. So it's like getting chilly outside. But you got to think there, too. You're going to spend double to go to New York. Oh, fuck yeah. Because you have to fly there. Yeah, but it's so worth it. And the hotels, I'm sure, are going to be way more expensive. See, the one good thing I have there is I have family that lives in Manhattan. Nice. So I'm sure I could stay in their 200 square foot apartment. <laughs> I could sleep in their 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 10 by 10 closet. That 10 by 10 closet, yeah, right. <laughs> like their two by two closet. Right. But. But it would be fucking sweet. Yeah. So. I might actually start on that. But still, we don't even know. But that's the thing with this year is that we don't even know when pre-reg or we know pre-reg is this Saturday. Yep. So that makes me think that April is general. <laughs> April or. April, late April or May. Um, I guarantee within a month, I would say by April 11th, by the time your taxes are due, you'll yeah. know when. But then you also have to wait for the hotel raffle, unless they're not going to do that this year, unless it's just going to be you book your room, you know, have I think at it's it. better. Because it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's hard. It's, it's, it is hard. It's a rough one. It is very but it's fun and it's worth it and it's fucking a good time. It is a great time. And the people you run into, the celebrities, the artists, just the random people you you run into that you make memories of or mm-hmm. just the crazy shit that happens and the stories you make, it, it, it kind of balances itself out. But it, it's more fun if you go with a group of people that make it fun. Yep. You know? I remember, make it fun because I'm last fucking year, loaded. Last year we went, and I was having a fucking grand old time my first night there, and was texting Kellen, and he was like, I should have went, I should have went, I should have gone. <laughs> and then Kristen got sick and flew yeah, home. Yeah, Kristen got sick and flew home, but... That right. sucks that that happened to her, but I'm so glad at the same time. Why? Because <laughs> I got to sleep in a bed. Yeah, instead of on an air mattress. And we weren't sharing it with four people. Right, instead of on an air mattress. It was... Yeah. <laughs> But I brought an air mattress. You did. We learned our lesson from our first fucking time. That's what we did. But but like they said, you got to agree, though. Would you say that our first, our second trip at San Diego beat the first trip? Hands down. You think so? Yep. No way. Because we knew what to do. We knew how to do it. No, no. I mean, like, knew. as far as, like, story-wise or is the experience. Story-wise, our first trip was because we made sure we made, in case it didn't happen again... We maximized our yeah. time. This time we went knowing, okay. We've been here already. We know this the is routine. our first rodeo. Yeah, yeah, let's just let's just go after who we know doesn't come to Phoenix mm. and we're gonna stick with that and we're gonna see we're gonna do other stuff and that's what we ended up doing. Yeah, and but I mean like the, I don't think that the first trip would be the same if Kellen and I weren't stuck sleeping on 
hard ass floors. <laughs> you know, and four of us sharing a small ass motel six motel room, and you fucking not stop moving on plastic sheets and. That's what man, that's the shit that makes trips. Yeah, fun, though. fucking Gabe dumping water on himself and you sitting there watching it happen. <laughs> you know, and not even attempting to stop him or or anything like that. Like it, it was, it was a fun trip, and I don't think you could. Like, like I don't think the trip is as good if it that stuff doesn't happen. So, well, we this year we were closer to the convention. We were a lot more comfortable. Yeah, we were a little more. We were a lot more prepared. Yes, very true. We didn't. I didn't have to have booze delivered to me. Yeah, fucking fifty bucks or whatever. But that was, was awesome too. We had booze and Red Bulls delivered to us. We had to sneak back into our own hotel room. Yeah. Because they knew Gabe was in there, and they knew there was only, and he had lied, and he said his name was <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. So they already knew that the person who had the hotel room was in there, or they yeah. thought had the hotel room. And then remember, we got off at the wrong stop, and we had to walk like oh, two that miles. Was Kyle, that was Kellen's fault. Yeah. yeah, we got off at the wrong stop. We had to walk from like, I think it was longer than two miles. Yeah, dude, I think it was more like three or four miles. <laughs> It was long. Because we were both motherfucking him hard by the time we got to the hotel room. Because <laughs> remember, we had to hop over and run down that little hill. Yeah. Like, we had to sneak into our own hotel room. Yeah. I had to forge documents from the night before so my car didn't get towed. <laughs> I mean, that's the stuff that's funny that makes trips. Yeah, and it was a great trip. And I don't think you'll ever be able to replicate it. but No, because we know better now. Like, we know where to get off. We know what to do. But, yeah, if you're interested in San Diego tickets, let me know. Um, and if I decide that I'm not going to go, you'll be the first person to hit up, and we can make a little transaction, and I'll just, you know, pay me pay me ticket value or what I paid for. What or, are they, 30 bucks? 50 uh, bucks? Like 40 bucks, I think. I have an idea, but I don't want to say it yet. But... We'll see. We'll I see gotta, if I decide not to go, I have a cool idea of what I might do. There you go. Listen for Kyle's cool idea when he gets tickets Saturday. If. Dude, watch. We're sitting here and we're like, man, I don't know if I'm going to get tickets. I don't know if I'm going to get tickets. And then We're the, both going to get tickets and we're both going to go. It's going to be like the the year we get fucking preview night and everything. And I'm like, son of a bitch, man. What This will be the year we get pressed because we're both like, I don't know if I want to go. I had already talked to Newbie about it. If we get pressed, she already knows that I'm fucking going for yeah. sure. Because she's like... Yeah. We get free tickets. Right? We got to fill those out. Yes, we do. I got to bring the papers. Yeah, we do. I got to print that shit up. All right. So let's talk about the real quick Walking Dead review, then we'll get into some news, and then we'll do our comic book reviews. Um, this week's episode of Walking Dead, what did you think of it? I thought it was middle of the road. Middle of the road. I didn't. I thought it was kind of boring. Kind of slow. I... Blame. I, I thought I, I I thought it was kind of weird that they. It's been like two years that they've been there. Nobody else stumbled across a fucking carnival full of soldiers with guns, right, on them, <laughs> and laying around everywhere to for the fact that they could load a truck up with guns. They don't say though, like how. How far they've gone out though? Like they make you feel like they they're gone a ways away. I mean, these, but, I mean, but you got to think about it though. Everybody's doing it. Who's who is alive? Like, is not a, not a zombie. Yeah. Everybody is scavenging everywhere. The fact that they found 
all those all that a warehouse full of fucking MREs and shit I think is was it's it's bullshit. Well, I mean that place looked like it was locked up pretty tight and the only reason they got <laughs> to it was they fell through the roof. I don't give a shit. They fucking that's the whole thing in this show since it happened is they have been they have been rooting and pillaging everything and that's what yeah. everybody's doing especially under Negan's thumb for as long as some of those communities have been doing that they've had to have gone further and further and further and eventually you know what I mean no I just <laughs> I don't know and I, I kind of liked the the you know when Rick fell off the Ferris wheel and they and Michonne thought like, he was dead so she was like fuck it he's out I'm out like yeah. I thought that was cool that really showed the bond that you know that you could tell that that's when he fucking really figured out that Michonne loves Rick I just think that this story this just goes further to show how much of an absentee father Rick is there's no hey let me get back to Shane's baby who I'm now in charge of taking care of it's let's stay a little bit longer. I don't have a hormonal no, teenage some, son. Some poontang. Yeah, I don't have a hormonal teenage son that could use some fatherly guidance. No, let's stay out a little bit longer. <laughs> let's bone in this. Let's bone out in this fucking van. Right. <laughs> over and over again. I I think with their let's I, let's eat these MREs and then bone out on these cats. This could have been hands down the best season of The Walking Dead. This and what they have done with this season of The Walking Dead. Is they have pulled out their dicks, they have pissed on it, then they threw some gas on it, they lit it on fire, and they chucked it in the garbage. It well, it's because everyone bitched about all the gore from the very first episode of the season. Well, they filmed, but they filmed most of it already, so that's bullshit. Because by the time they've showed the first season, they have filmed probably most of the season of The Walking Dead. They've they don't they don't they don't film it, and it's not like South Park where they're fucking editing it right before it comes well, out I, like, I don't know how they operate they might operate kind of like flash and supergirl do where they they film so many episodes and then they take away like break and then they film more yeah but even if they did that there's so many episodes in already like uh like let me see but that's that's the thing a lot of people bitch about the gore of the walking dead and and don't how fucking watch it then how bad is the cgi in that fucking show and there's a couple chunks that's really bad. That deer, that deer looked like it was standing in fucking. When when right before the the walkers got yeah. it, it looked it looked terrible. At yeah. least at least they remembered to give it a fucking shadow. I was like, holy crap! Like it looked all like saturated and shit compared to the surroundings. Like Rick and Michonne, it's all gloomy outside, and that deer's like standing in a bright sunny fucking meadow, and it's like, god damn, that is fucking awful. Okay, let's see. I think maybe I found it. It says the Walking Dead. Filming dates have been revealed. So let's see. The Walking Dead begins May 2nd and runs through May 5th. So it says... Let's see. God damn it. They didn't tell me shit. Nope. Let's see. It says... Nope. It doesn't... Why would it say... Why would it say... This is what pisses me off about shit. The Walking Dead Season 7 filming's date revealed. It's clickbait, bro. And it didn't fucking tell me. It's clickbait, dude. Like, I want to know the actual dates they film. Like, if you follow them on Twitter and stuff and and read their stuff, they tell you when they're done filming episodes. Yeah. You can see 
how far the gap is. There are a few episodes ahead. Uh, well, I know, I know season seven wrapped when close to the show. Cause when we were talking about Chandler Riggs and if he's going to come back next year, next season and all that, he, he had announced that he was wrapped on the show. So, I mean, I guess maybe it could be wrapped filming the episodes he was in. Cause he doesn't seem to be in a lot of episodes, but I don't know. It's just, it kind of went a long way to build that Rick Michonne relationship that Rick and Andrea should have. And it, this is another one that does that. It says with tentative dates, and it doesn't tell you fucking squat. Yeah, I don't know. It just it tells you when they're gonna air. It just it this episode to me, all it really signified to me really is that like Rick doesn't want to go back to Alexandria because out there he's free and he's not living under anyone's thumb, and he doesn't he's have not to being, worry he's about anything. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't have to fuck anything up. He's not. Yeah. He's not running anything. He's not the boss. He doesn't have. It's allowed him to think about long term, where he's like, "No, I want to rule things with you. I want you by my side, to Michonne, and yeah, yeah, yeah." And I don't know. I just part of me kind of gets like. My skin crawls. It says The Walking Dead shoots from late spring to autumn each year. So from May to November. Yeah. So if they're doing it May to... So like they're going to shoot The Walking Dead for 2007 from May to November. Yeah. So, well, that's during... That's the same time as they're on. Well, about <laughs> October is when they normally start, yeah. So they're done. They're done filming it before it even starts. Um, if they film from May to maybe, November and they come, maybe I don't know. So when the first episodes are coming on, they're filming the last. Yeah. Because if they start in October and they wrap in November, then they're filming the last few episodes when the first season, when the first episodes come. But, so they filmed. So like, so they it will be next season that they've really had to have taken account for the blood then because, or the gore because they've already. They got the outrage. They are already mostly done filming. Well, a lot of that can be done in in how you edit, though, too. So if there's a scene where something in how many takes they have. So if there's a scene where something's like super gory one take, but it's not another, they can cut it out and use a different take. Like they can edit that stuff around that and and fix it. As but I'm needed, saying they, so. they had most of it filmed before. Yeah, no. So that, yeah, that means but, they can't be. That means the first episode bitching, they didn't automatically go cut all the blood out. I mean. Well, but they could say, okay, <clears throat> cut this scene where Negan bashes this guy's head in. And, you know, so the last episode where he throws the dude in the fire, it could have been, okay, well, we have this Lucille where he bashes his head in with Lucille, or he just throws him in the fire. Well, I guess we're going to go with the scene where he's in the fire because it's less graphic. Not as much blood, you know. I don't know. But it's just... A lot of bitching from people who shouldn't be bitching because it's a fucking show about the zombie apocalypse. <clears throat> but I, I don't know. I felt like this this episode went a long way to build the Rick and Michonne relationship, um, and kind of give us that what him and Andrea have in the comic book. But other than that, I don't feel like it sufficiently. <clears throat> I think they've shit their bed on this season. The junkyard kids are the most—they're the most infuriating 
fucking group I've ever met. Guns. We need more guns. We're going to give you... We're, we're going to keep ten guns. Seven. Ten. Five. Nine. Ten. Nine. Say yes. Yes. So they're basically like Rick's bitch. Like, he just sits there... <laughs> Rick, like, they just sit there and debate, and then Rick finally puts his foot down, and they, like, cave to it. So why doesn't Rick just be like, you're going to help me and shut the fuck up? This is what's going to happen. We're going to keep most of them. Everybody yeah. make sure they have at least a nice fucking assault rifle, but other than that... Piss off, fuckheads. Yeah. Because then they'll go, piss off, fuckhead, and they'll just walk Because, away. or they can go, well, we're going to use these guns to mow you down. Or we're going to tell Negan and the Saviors where you're at. You know, Rick's group has the leverage. They have the leverage. I, it's just, uh. it, it, They got real close to, Tara's going to, ha- she's going to end up telling. She already told Judith. She just doesn't count. Hey, she can't talk. Judith is Shane's child. Mm. Judith is gonna go all Shane. All of a sudden, she goes Oceanside. Yeah, <laughs> that's her first word is Oceanside. So, so you think she's gonna tell Rick first? Or you think she's gonna tell Rosita? Because I know at the end of the episode, she told Rick, "Hey, I got something I need to tell you." Yeah, I think she tells Rick first. I think. I think Rosita would probably flip out and like pistol whip her. Well, because Rosita and Sasha now have that grand plan to go try and kill Negan. They just revealed what the other day that the last episode of this season there's going to be a bunch of cast people that die. Good. Sasha, bye. <laughs> bye, wonder, Sasha. I wonder who else. Bye. I don't know. I I think I want to see the the I want to see Eugene get. I want to see Eugene get some before Rosita dies. Get some of that. Uh... Yeah, because, you know, he's a watcher, not a doer. He's a watcher. <laughs> but anyways, what would you um, what would you rate this week's episode of Walking Dead? I gave it a 7. Really? I gave it a 6.5. You're better than me. I'm really nice about uh, my grades. Yeah, apparently so. You're afraid to just be controversial, aren't you? Yes, that's me. <laughs> controversial. Even if, like, all all these shows are shit in the bed. Like, even Flash is kind of shit the bed this year. But I haven't been, I just, I've, I've, it's so far off my radar all of a sudden for some reason. I don't know what happened. For how much just, of a Flash fanboy you've become all of a sudden? Like, yeah, you think I'd be all about it. It's just, I don't know what it is. Arrow has been a much, Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow have been a much better show. Like, I've actually found myself enjoying Riverdale. Way more than Flash lately. What day is Flash on? Tuesdays. I ain't got no excuses. Well, and before it was you were here, but now we yeah. don't record on Tuesdays anymore. I don't anymore, have any so. excuses why I don't watch it. I just, I just forget. There must be something that I watch on Tuesdays that I can't think of. I don't know. I have no idea what it is. Like, I DVR Flash. I watch it on my DVR, but it just... Arrow has been a much more enjoyable show this season than Flash has. I don't know what if Flash is just hitting its its slump, but it might be. Hopefully next season is better. I think really what it is is that the last three villains have all been speedsters. I'm kind of tired of it. Too much speedsters? Yep. I would rather I would rather Captain Cold or Captain Boomerang be villains or the rogues be villains for an entire season. That would be kind of cool. Than just another speedster but this whole this whole like one major villain and then each episode they deal with a smaller villain 
is kind of wearing thin. Like yeah. it was cool at first because we were we were going through a catalog of people and it was right. it was cool, but now it's just getting old. Now it's just getting old. Like let and that's what I like about Legends of Tomorrow is that Legends of Tomorrow they're fighting the Legion of Doom, which is um Malcolm Merlin, um I can't think of the dude's name from Arrow, who was the bad guy last season. But they're Reverse Flash, Malcolm Merlin, and um, I can't think of his name now. God damn it. But the bad guy from Arrow last season. Um, and they're, they're the constant threat. They're going through time and fucking shit up, but they're the constant threat through the entire season. Yeah. So the cast has to fix problems that were caused by them. But they're still the constant threat. Like they're moving forward to that, where Flash figures it out in forty-five minutes, right? And when the rogue of you can say that Savitar or Reverse Flash or Zoom has been the constant threat, but there's always more looming threats that that seem to bring them, you know, show up, and they have to deal with them. Arrow's been the same way this year. Arrow Prometheus has been the constant threat. And throughout the entire show, but there's still like everyday problems that they deal with or that situations that Prometheus puts them in, but it's still the constant threat is this one character. You don't have a rogue gallery of characters every fucking episode, you know, being that, that threat or it could be that threat and they're just being wasted. You know, like Grodd could make a huge, see, you can make a huge season with Gorilla Grodd. Oh yeah. Every time they fought Grodd, they beat him in one to two episodes. You know, King Shark, same thing. Can make an entire season out of someone like that. No, nah, fuck it. We're gonna keep going with speedsters. You know, <laughs> I don't know. But I'm enjoying fucking Riverdale, a goddamn reimagining of the Archie comic, more than I am Flash. <laughs> I've never watched that one. It, they they took the Archie comic and they kind of made it darker and turned it into a murder mystery. Maybe I watch Bones with. It's really Flash cool, but I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, all right, let's get into some news, a little bit of news, and then we'll do some, uh, some comic book reviews, what do you say? It's a light week. It, it is a light week. Um, comics, it is. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds reveals Deadpool 2's Domino is to be actress ZZ Beats. Who the fuck is Z-Z that? ZZ Beats. Hey, she, spell that. Um, Z-A-Z-I-E. Z-A-Z-I-E. Oh, right there. It came right up. She is an actress who plays on the Donald Glover show Atlanta. Nope. So if you're a fan of Atlanta, Pass. you know her. Is it because she's a black cow? No. Oh. Just checking. Just checking. Um, so it was announced today that she is she's going to German. be a domino in Deadpool 2. Um... It was also announced that Cable and Deadpool are both going to be in the X-Force movie. That'd be cool. I'm fucking... I like that. <clears throat> and I think that's how... There's a picture of her with side boob. That's how X-23 is going to come into current timeline, I think, is that movie. And then they can move forward with her. And Did you see how he put going. it on Twitter? Yeah, with the dominoes. And it says her name? Yeah. Um, I, I really think that's how X-23 makes it to the, the Marvel Universe that's- or the... X-Men universe now, current. That's how, that, that's how we get a little time travel going yeah, on. Yeah, a little from the future. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I would like to see uh, X-23 put in. Come with Cable? 
whatever gets her. Well, because Rachel Summers came with cable originally, right? I believe. Because she's a baby. Yeah. So I just have the young <clears throat> X23 and Old Man Gambit do it. Old Man Gambit. Um, winter is coming in July as Game of Thrones Season 7 is set to return to HBO July 16th, 2017. The season will only contain seven episodes instead of the normal ten. I'm excited for that. I know for you what? Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know you don't care. Um, here's something that you might have seen but might interest you as well. Marvel Comics unveils members of the all-new Astonishing X-Men um, comic book series that comes out later this year. The team is made up of Bishop, mm. Phantom X, Mystique, Psylocke, Archangel, Gambit, and Rogue with Old Man Logan presumably as the group leader. And it is uh, Astonishing... What's it called? Astonishing X-Men. And hmm. it's going to be written by Charlie Soule. I'll have to check that out. And it'll be, it comes Sounds out in July. Interesting. I, I like that I'm gonna character. I'm going to get all 97,000 variants that are going to be <laughs> Right? I like that, that lineup, though. That's, a, that's actually a it's really interesting. interesting lineup. Yeah. To see Mystique as an X-Men... Again, like that's that's yeah, that's a really interesting lineup. Bishop, Phantom X, Mystique, Psylocke, Archangel, Gambit, Rogue, and Old Man Logan. Hmm. Very interesting. That's July? Yep. I might have to put that on my to watch list. It has been confirmed that Thor Ragnarok will finally set up Avengers Infinity War. So it will lead into the events that are going to take place in Infinity War. So we're going to see uh, Thanos? Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's supposed to be more of a World War Hulk feel. I know they're trying to like reset everything because now Liam Hemsworth, as Thor, is got short hair. He mm-hmm. doesn't have long hair anymore. That's because they're going with uh, uh, the other Thor. Because uh, he's got two swords, too. Yeah. And that's, was that the Invincible Thor or whatever it is? Something like that, I think, yeah. It's the newer version of yeah. Thor. Yeah. People aren't too happy about that. What, that it's a woman now? No, no, that's... Oh. No, the, the Thor's the short <laughs> hair. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the Thor's a woman because she has Molnir now and he uses two swords. He's unworthy Thor is what the new series is That's, that's, that's what it is. Um, I'll read none of that Marvel garbage. <laughs> uh... The greatest mind in the universe can't seem to make up his mind. Nope, I can't. <laughs> Though he has gone on record as saying um, Logan would be his final time portraying X-Men's leader, Professor Charles Xavier, Patrick Stewart has already begun to recant those statements. First, the actor says he is open to the idea of playing Professor X opposite Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Now, Stewart has opened up the possibility of bringing the character to life again, and this time in television Legion. When asked... Um, Oh, look, here's the best part of Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah. To the Arithmics. And Quicksilver's running around. Quicksilver, yeah. Um, but yeah, so. That's my favorite right there. <laughs> when asked by James Gordon um, if he, on the late show if he would be in Legion, he said absolutely 100%. So there you go. He's down to, he's can't keep. Not play Professor Xavier, apparently. All I know is prices of Nightwing appearances have fucking skyrocketed. Really? Yes. 
I mean, it's and it's not a hard book to find. His first appearance, it's, yeah. Like that's a nine point eight man. Those things are selling for three hundred plus bucks a book right now. Wow. So if you can find your Nightwing books cheap, I would suggest getting them. And if you have them, I would suggest sitting on them. Sit and spin. Sitting and spinning on them. That is my. That is my. My token of advice. Shockingly, not shocking to anyone, DC Films reportedly interested in making R-rated superhero movies, saying Durr. that DC would definitely be open open to making an R-rated superhero movie, movie depending on the hero and if it was a perfect fit. Well, not Batman. all, not every single comic book movie should be rated R. No, fucking Batman should be. Fuck yeah, Batman should be. Batman should be rated R. Spider Man should not. No. No. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think I think the darker characters, I think they should lean towards the R Batman. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, things that are that can be kissed. Because like Wolverine, that movie, Logan, Wolverine 3, Logan, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. If you know, because I was like I was watching Apocalypse the next day. And he's fucking like when he's running through there after 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 he was released from that location, he's still got that fucking helmet on, and he's fucking slicing everybody. You yeah. know how much better that would have been if you could see him cutting off arms and actually like chopping motherfuckers' heads off. Yeah, it would have been a much better of a scene. Yeah, I agree. Like, and I think uh, you know a couple. You know, this motherfucker's walking out of the closet, can chop anything, and you're getting a little fucking blood spatter on the wall. Fuck you. Yeah, it should be like a bucket. It, it, there should, like, yes. <laughs> it's, it should be bloody. And I, I think I think that that's where they need to expand. They need to make it a little more... I hate Maybe to the violence needs to be more character-driven than story-driven. Yes. So, you, like, you can... You could have like had, if somebody gets shot, it it, it it shouldn't just rip their clothes a little bit, yeah, and have a little bit of dried blood there, and they run around the whole movie shot like, like you should be bleeding, you should be like, mm-hmm. you know, stuff, you know, you know, you go through this battle and you fucking you have a little bit of dried blood in the corner of your mouth, and that's it. Like, well, like that, like you're talking about that scene in X Men Apocalypse <clears throat> when they let Logan or Weapon X out. That should have been a completely gruesome scene. And you, it should have been the only one. Like, everything else should have been fine. But... With him, what he did, yes. It yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, and just like, okay, like when Magneto... Same thing in, in Apocalypse when Magneto decides he's going to kill all those... Uh, all the police officers after they shot with his the daughter. With the locket, yeah. Like, it goes... And they just fall. Yeah. Like... And you get a little bit of blood on the locket when he gets it back. That's it. Like... It should have panned back to them, and like their sh- their heads should have been like not attached. It should have been like blood coming out, but it's oh, you should at least have more blood, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not but not every comic book movie should be rated R. Like Batman, I think a Batman movie should be rated R. It would be it'd be really good. Superman, no. Flash, no. You know, Spider Man, no. Spider Man, no. Blade, yes. You know, some of these movies just need to be... Wolverine should have been rated R from the fucking beginning. Mm-hmm. Deadpool, yes. Deathstroke, yes. You know, The Atom, no. Blue Beetle, no. Yeah, I think it just depends on the character. A Venom movie, 
Yes. Oh yeah. Carnage movie. Yes. You know, I just think it. It you can. I just think you have to to take that step. You and have it, to take those risks. And it can be rated R, but it doesn't. And it doesn't have to be over the top. But this the rated R gives you the freedom to make the movie better. Right. I think. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that disagree with me. But I just I think making it a little bloodier when it needs to be, and I because I, I think that's what all these movies, like Civil War. You know, it was a small conflict, but they battled. Right. They went to town on each other for a while, and like Scarlett Johansson had a little bit of fucking dried blood on yeah. I think it was on her forehead. Yeah. She had a little, just a little spot of dried blood on, after all of that. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. You know, like at the end, I think what, uh, remember when Iron Man, when Stan Lee did, Shows up to, I think he's the mailman, he delivers the package. Yeah, the UPS driver or whatever. And he's, he's, he's a little bruised up. Yeah, he's got a black eye. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's, for what these motherfuckers go through. Yeah. Uh, massive opening weekend for Logan, as it is uh, racked up a... um a rack. <laughs> oh my god as it racked up an accumulative box office gross uh domestically over a hundred million dollars like they were not expecting that mo that that show or that movie to make that much money i knew it was going to i knew it was going to fuck yeah dude come on now it's an amazing movie um and then finally for the news the cw riverdale has joined all the other cw shows and has been renewed for a second season and that's all i got for the news that's it that's it Slow week, man. I guess. Man, I saw on Facebook somewhere. Uh, Boobies? Always. Over here, like motorboating. But no, um. Oh, my God. Oh, look, there's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> cosplaying it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. People like you are why we have a cosplay is not consent movement. Probably. Um. I'm totally joking, but. I know. There's a topic. I'll go the goodies. I'll go the goodies. I'll go the goodies. New York. New York comics. Everybody enjoy having Jose back on on Saturday? Was he here? Yeah, for the whole hour he was here before. Oh, that reminds me. I got somewhere to be at at 2 o'clock this morning, so I have to leave right now. Oh, shit. I better let you go then. Guess we won't have any comic book reviews this week, guys. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, If anybody is interested. In getting Todd McFarlane and David Michelini's autographs, uh-huh. there's a company, New York Comics. You can email them, and you could get like your Spider-Man 300 signed. Ooh! And it, it's actually reasonably priced. It's fifty dollars for Todd's, and it's twenty dollars for David's. Ooh! They're actually like reasonably priced, so that's kind of cool. I prefer free from Todd. Like you get it cons here. Right, but this you have the ability to get them if you're into getting them graded. You can have yeah. them yellow labeled CGC. That's true. So I'm thinking about sending one of my Spider-Man 300s off. There you go. Did you already have one signed by Todd? Todd and Stan Lee. Yeah. So, but if anybody's interested, you can email New York Comics. Email Kyle at gmail Don't email me. I don't fucking want to do with it. <laughs> email Kyle. Kyle will hook you up with the. Uh, how many fucking books do you have? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Looks like you're kicking it off today. I didn't read this one. 
And he tightens. Did you ever figure out why that one was calling about that one? No, but I think it was Bumblebee's first appearance. I think that's her first why. appearance was the issue before. I think this is her first costumed appearance. I think this is her first full appearance. Maybe. Yeah. But I didn't read it. To so a book, we're talking about a book that neither was afraid. Yeah, T- Titans. If you read it, congrats, Titans Nine. But I didn't fucking read it. I'll kick us off this week. I'll kick us off with Man Thing. Ooh, R.L. Stein. Man Thing Did number one. Goosebumps? I picked this up because it's a comic, or I don't know if it's his comic debut, but debut. But it is a comic written by R.L. Stein, the author of Goosebumps, and I thoroughly enjoyed those books as a kid. So I figured, you know, this would be an interesting pickup. Um, pass. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'll keep reading it. Nah, pass. So essentially, what it is is that they're making a Man Thing movie, and so Man Thing has now he's in Hollywood. Oh fuck! So they're making. <laughs> you could just stop there. They're making fun of like the it's, Hollywood jo- movie, like superhero movie. Pass. So it opens up with him in him in this like battle of wits with this um, uh, uh, like centipede, the silver centipede. In a swamp, and like they're they're battling and battling, and like um, Man Thing's end up breaking him in half, and then the director calls cut, and there's a bunch of like midgets coming out of the look. There's a bunch of midgets coming out of the, the silver centipede. Um, so then it's kind of like, you know, it goes through Man Thing's backstory in an interesting way, where he's kind of walking down Hollywood Boulevard and stuff, and people are like get away from me you smell and <laughs> you're not creepy and it, it kind of goes back to like where he's a scientist and he had this this serum and he was being chased so he took the serum and then crashed in the swamp and that's why he turned into man thing um and he's kind of like overcoming that and kind of getting his human side back and he's in line to get in like a club and stuff and they won't let him in well then as he turns around he sees another version of himself and that's kind of like mindless and just wants to fight and they start doing battle right there on Hollywood Boulevard in the middle like on this crowd of people and that's essentially what it is they're going that's where it ends they're going back and forth and just kind of fighting and um I don't know if for number one like I said I only picked it up because it was R.L. Stein and it was such a it was a it was such a talked about book in the off season. It was kind of kept him under wraps, and then it turned out he was writing Marvel's version of Swamp the Thing. Off season, yeah. What off season? Well, that's what I call the non-convention season. The off season. Oh. So, um, I mean, it was a basic st- story. I I really liked. It. Like I thought it was interesting the way they kind of incorporated his backstory uh-huh. in his origin without the entire issue being about his origin story. I kind of thought it was kind of funny how they take jabs at the modern superhero movie and how all these studios are buying up all the superhero property and everything like that. Um, it was an interesting book. I'm going to give it a 7.5. I, I don't know if I'll pick up issue two, and I don't know if I'll continue reading it, but it was good for what it was for just kind of a one-off, just see what R.L. Stein's writing style was going to be like. So I picked it up. <clears throat> and I give it a 7.5. I wanted to pick up that book Grasslands, but it was sold out. What was that? I think it was an image one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. The, be on the lookout. Jessica Jones. I don't know if it's the next issue or the issue after, but there's gonna, supposed to be a kick-ass variant coming out with Jessica Jones. Really? Like, it's supposed to be fucking a badass. And then Detective Comics 
Raphael Albuquerque's doing a fucking one where uh, a Batwoman is getting, she's getting stabbed at her boobie with a sword. Really? Yeah. So that's going to be the variant to look out for. People will probably bitch about it and it won't come out. Uh, I think so. <laughs> um, or on that type of Jessica Jones number six. I'll review that one real quick too. Because um, I think you pretty much have the same books I do after that. Uh, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I know Lance reads this book. I don't know if anyone else is. It kind of starts off interesting. Like it, the way they do the flashbacks in this book is really fucking dope. Um, like they show a flashback of the first time she meets Carol Danvers. So they do it like old ink blotted comic book style. Check that out. Oh yeah. It's old. School. So they do like old school to, to show that they're in the past and, She's fighting Dr. Ock, and the first thing she says, um, it's because you have no dick. <laughs> and then she's like, um, calling him an asshole and shit, and then that's where she meets Car- Carol Danvers for the first time. But um, if you kind of recall my reviews, basically Jessica was being pursued by this woman who wanted to end all, um, who wanted to basically end all superheroes. So she was kind of being blackmailed by this woman to hook her up to trap Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, in order to get her and use her to help her her kill all the mutants, or all the, the heroes. Well, basically, Jessica sets up Carol Danvers in, to come to a S.H.I.E.L.D. safe house. So she does, and then they kind of, like, use this device to to supposedly knock out her power, and then Jessica reveals that, <clears throat> you know, she's set up Carol Danvers, and she's like, I set all this up. And then the the woman that is um, in the... Sh- the woman that's trying to, to get Carol Danvers comes in, and, and Jessica kind of tricks her. She's like, why don't you tell her your plan so she knows exactly what you're going to do before we kill her and everything. So the, the woman spills her entire plan about how she wants to kill Miles Morales and the champions... Before fucking with Miles, for I know, him. right? Everybody's fucking with Miles. <laughs> she wants to kill the champions and everything like that, and um, it has a really funny moment between Iron Fist and Luke Cage because Luke Cage is still looking for his daughter that Jessica has has stashed away somewhere, and Iron Fist is kind of like, "So does does Jessica have a mom or anything?" and and uh, Luke Cage is like, "Jessica hates her mom. She would never ever talk to her mom in any circumstance." And Iron Fist is like, so what you're telling me is that would be the last place he would look. And he was like, you're not hearing me. She doesn't hate, she hates her mom. She would never go there. And Iron Fist is like, so what, again, what you're telling me is that would be the last place he would look. And then basically they go get his kid. He's like, sweet Christmas. And then fucking they go get his kid. But it turns out that Jessica um, set up this entire thing with Carol Danvers. And Carol is, is in on it. Her powers weren't really taken, and they end up beating the hell out of this woman, and S.H.I.E.L.D. comes and arrests her, and they put her from, you know, attempted murder of the champions and, and everything like that, and they're supposed to clear her name. And uh, Carol Danvers is going to tell everyone that it was her idea and that Jessica went to jail for all of this to bring this woman out, and, and kind of she, she set her up for all of this. And, uh, what? Uh, our buddy from Outlaw Comic Con and Comic Outlaws yeah. is uh, closing the doors. He's going out of business? He's 
he says, yeah, they're, they're shutting the doors. Wow. He's selling all their fixtures to samurai. Uh. I think there's it's the store closing. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. <laughs> um, so Jessica go back, goes back to her mom to try and get her daughter. And she was like, I told you, Jessica, I would not be in between this. I can't stop him. So basically she has this breakdown once she finds out that Luke came and got their daughter. And that's where it ends. It's, this has been this is my pick of the week, Jessica Jones number six. This has been my favorite book to read. Um, Bendis is still killing it, killing this book, knocking it out of the park. Jessica Jones number six. I give this book um, an eight nine out of ten. Nice. Yeah. So now all I have left. To, what do you want to do next? A detective Flash or Old Man Logan? Let's start with Flash. Flash. Yeah. Um. By that response, I take you didn't like this issue of Flash. No, I. It was fine. It was Flash like, eighteen. It seems like every time he starts a new story arc, the first issue to kick it off is a very slow, not much happening issue, and I think that makes it hard to want that. I mean, I like it. It was all right. It was fine. It was. I can live with it. You know. What I mean it. It seems what he does is he's, he's, he makes that first issue real slow, and it ends up being a pretty decent arc. And then we go back, and then we start over again. And then mm-hmm. it starts... And I think that's what this issue was. It was it was a little slow. It, you know, and I, I just despite it, just my opinion of it. Um, I mean, I kind of agree. It, it was really slow. You had... Um, essentially, you had Flash, Iris, and Wally going to Barry's dad's house for breakfast mm-hmm. and Wally is still struggling struggling still <laughs> struggling with the fact that his dad was reverse flash yep. and that um Iris's brother is his real father because they were close when he was a kid um you essentially have Wally struggling with that so he finds out when he broke into to Blackgate I think it was Blackie when he broke into the prison in the end of the last issue and found out that that was his dad. They found out that he was transferred to a um, a new facility, and um, what is it, Bell Bell Reeve? Mm-hmm. So him, so Wally's like, I'm gonna walk home, and Iris and Flash is like, he's not gonna walk, he's gonna run. So he starts to catch up to him, and they go to to Bell Reeve together. What you don't know is that this is a super-powered prison run by um, Amanda Waller from yep. the Suicide Squad. And essentially, uh, Barry asks about Reverse Flash, and he's like, is he you know, part of your, your goon squad? Um, are you using for him for something, a secret mission for part of your goon squad? And, and Wally's kind of like, what do you mean, his, your goon squad? And she was like, listen, you know, the Justice League did me a favor, so I'm going to give you the friends and family discount and let you off with a warning. Next time you come in here, I'll, I'll have you killed or I'll make room for a speedster. And they take off running out and they go to um, speak to Captain Boomerang because um, Flash kind of is like, well, somebody on that team has got to know something. Someone on the inside has got to know something. So they go find Captain Boomerang 
And basically, Boomerang's getting his shit pushed in, and Wally and Flash show up to save him. And then they get captured by a clan called the Weaver. The Weaver clan. And uh, that's where the issue ends. Yeah, it was... I mean, and he, that's what he remember. That's what he. That's what they did with the last member. They they finished it off strong, so that you know, with they did. The, he he's got a formula. The dude that's writing this has a formula to the way he writes. And the first issue is slow, slow, slow. New villain gets introduced, and that's the new story arc. Mm-hmm. And that's he did the same thing with Captain Cold. And when he, you know what I mean, when he introduced everything that happened in the last arc, that it was introduced the same way. Yeah. So that's how he's introducing whatever that's going to happen now. I think, you know, they just got caught by the Weavers. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that's going to introduce what this new arc is going to be. And I think I think Barry's going to tell Wally that he's, you know, letting out the secret. Because, you know, he was talking about it with his dad. He's like... You know, he, he, what do you mean he doesn't, he doesn't know, know? Yeah. And Iris doesn't know your flash. Like, he has no idea your flash. Yeah. So I, I think that's when we're going to, they're all going to, everyone's going to kind of, where I think Wally's going to find out that Barry's flash. And yeah. He's going to be pissed about it. He's going to be fucking pissed when he finds out that he's been keeping that from him the whole time, but yet still trying to be his friend and, and right. training him. I think, I think it's going to create a little bit of turmoil for a while. Mm-hmm. And resentment. Well, I mean, this story arc is only going to last three issues or two more issues because the story arc with um, the Batman's Flash crossover following 21. The, the events of. What issue is that? 19. Or that's 18. So you have 1920. Yep, and then 20. And then yeah. It, so. And then 21 kicks off the new crossover with Batman where they figure out who's behind Rebirth. And maybe at that time they can stop putting rebirth. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> maybe at that time that's when they'll stop putting fucking rebirth. Oh well, that'd be on nice. On top of their books, that'd be nice. Not that I mean, DC rebirth has, like I said, we've said it many times. We've made fun of D- rebirth. We shit all over it, but it has been nothing but good for DC. <laughs> it's all I read, pretty much. Yeah, it is eighty percent of what I read. So, all right. So what do you think, detective or old man Logan? I think we should have saved detective for last. Okay. Old man Logan. Because that was a stellar book. I liked old man Logan. Old man Logan 19. We were getting towards the end of Jeff Lemire's time on old man Logan. Yeah. You see the comic store, there's the card there. Yeah. That's got all the next, the four covers. I can't wait for those covers. They look so bad. Maybe, I guess it's next month's issue. Um... Part of me feels like this is just a, because that starts issue twenty one as well, right? I think it's next issue or the issue after. So I think the next couple of issues are just gonna be filler, because this was not done by the same art team. This was done by a different artist. The I kind of like the art in it though. I, I didn't. I found the art it, to be kind of annoying. It's because we got used to. It's very blocky, like. Look at old man Logan's face right there. It looks like a caveman. I really like the that whole page of Logan right there after he gets shot. Yeah, that one is that one's fine, but like he's very, very blocky through a lot of this. And even like the girl, the bad guys are super blocky. And the girl he goes to, um that's uh fuck, who is that he goes to talk to? Um 
That's, doesn't he go to talk Colossus's to? That's Colossus' sister. Um, I can't think of her name. He says it. Um, Ileana? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what her mutant name is, though. But who... I, I don't oh, yeah, someone else drew it. I can't remember what her, her mutant name is. I like this issue because he's like, yeah, you could tell it's going to be filler. But I like the first page kind of reminded me of like almost like a what's it called? Uh, the agents of uh, the Hydra. Yeah, the um, where the guys are kind of like arguing. They're kind of like, I don't, I don't really want to deal with this. Yeah. Because that, you know, it shows that he's breaking in. Because what's cool about this is it, it, it it jumps back and forth, kind of like I guess whatever thing's done. But what he's pretty much wanting to do is he wants to go back in, to a point where he can get uh, Hulk's uh, grandson, and he wants to go back to the wastelands. Magic, it's magic. And uh, so what he's doing is <laughs> he's kind of asking everybody that can help him time travel. Yeah, because he goes to magic to see if and they and she says no. Yeah, if she'll send him back to the wasteland, and she she says no to him. I think my favorite part of this issue is when he fights uh, Miles. Because <laughs> he's waiting for him. Yeah. And then uh, I, I like he's like, hey, man, fucking Webby's expensive. <laughs> hey, Grandpa, what's the matter? They run out of rice pudding in the X-Men's cafeteria again? And now how that makes you all grumpy. And, and Wolverine's just like, terrific. And he's like, uh, this ain't your fight, Webhead Jr. Back off. <laughs> he's still got a chance. <laughs> I like that he called him Webhead Jr. And he's like, uh, he's like, you just made it my fight, Pops. These webs aren't cheap. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I just like how he's he's fighting, uh, he's fighting Wolver- old man Logan. And, and, and like, this is a different Miles. Like, he's very cocky. He's like, no, wait, let me guess. You have some grudge to settle with a, uh, a baddie locked up here. So you're gonna execute your old, your own grim and gritter uh, brand of justice. Am I close, hot or cold? He's got them all webbed up, and um, <laughs> he's like, "There ain't no one here." And so he he basically just like starts fight, fighting Miles, and then kicks the hell out of Miles. And then he goes to Beast, and Beast tells him no. Yeah, he pretty much goes to anybody that can help him. He spends like a week, and then it looks like he goes to to Warpath, and mm-hmm. Warpath tells him no. Then he goes to Cable. Mm-hmm. T- Cable tells him no. He goes to Scarlet Witch. Oh, no. He goes to Shaman, and Shaman tells him no. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to Wiccan, and Wiccan tells him no. Yep. Then he goes to Dr. Doom, and Dr. Doom is like, no. Nope. <laughs> then he goes to Scarlet Witch, and then Black Panther, and then Dr. Strange. Like He's going through like all these casts, like Kyle said, of characters that can do any type of mystic powers or any type of time travel or anything like that. And they're they're all telling him no because essentially what he wants to do is he wants to go back to the wasteland to where Hulk's grandson is and he's Jean Grey showed him that he left the kid there and some bad shit happened. So and he comes that Barry comes all fucking like this crazy yeah like madman ruler type person. So Wolverine is ready to go right his wrong. Here's another thing: Wolverine's claws come out of his hand, right? Yeah. Well, in that picture, why are they coming out of his wrist? 
there's one there's one drawing of Miles in there that he's he's almost like a U. Yeah. That I thought was kind of funky. Like I said, the art is very blocky. He's yeah. very drawn like squared. But he eventually the reason he's breaking into the uh he's breaking in is because he's got one more person to ask. Yep. And that's what he's doing. He's trying to get to this bottom level of this facility. Osmodeus? Yep. So that Osmodeus. So that he's got one more Obviously, I'm assuming he's going to convince this person. To send him back in. And I think that's what's going to kick in everything from 21, 22, 23, 24. I think that's, these are the events that's going to kick in whatever, when he goes back in time. Yeah. Because he's, what he's doing, he's trying to go back in time to the point where. Where he left Hulk. So that. Hulk, or he, Banner's grandson. So he thinks if he picks up right where he left off, gets the kid, and then comes back. No harm, no foul. He thinks yeah. he's not going to disrupt anything. But I think that's what's going to, when he does that, I think over the next two issues, that's what's going to disrupt everything. And that's why we're getting these cool covers because we're going to, I think we're going to get to see all kinds of cool old man Logan. I think we're going to get to see, like, by the covers, I think it was like every stage of Wolverine. Isn't that what yeah, it is? Yeah, it's, it's his original appearance in, in Hulk 181, and then his Weapon X appearance, and then his... Like it's the his original his first appearance in the brown costume, and then you have his X Men, I think it's X Men normal, um, yellow and blue costume, mm-hmm. and then you have the I believe the um, X Factor costume, and then his Weapon X. So I'm excited for all those covers. I'm gonna make doubles of each one, <laughs> get them framed, hang them on my wall. You're gonna put them get, next to the Walking Dead ones that you hung Lemire, up. Get Lemire, get Lemire to sign them. No, the Walking Dead ones are still in the box. <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta get a frame for those too. Mine are close. They're actually out of the box, and they're sitting on top of a bunch of other books. Because uh. I was gonna do, I was gonna do Walking Dead like one through seven, and then I was gonna do the Negan connecting covers, and then I was gonna do the All Out War connecting covers. I figured that would look like cool on the wall. Yeah. I just haven't had the money to spend to get mine framed. It's like six frames. Yeah. Or at least you gotta do. One big frame and then get them set in there. So that's a lot of frames. Um, that's a whole lot of frame. I give Logan, I give Logan a nine. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe I give Logan maybe like an eight five. Give Logan an eight five story wise. I give it a two art wise. Ah, he didn't like it that much. Nah. Some of it was cool. Some of it was kind of wonky. You lose me when you draw Logan with claws coming out of his wrists. Like I, I for the most part, I liked how Miles was drawn. Except a couple, there's a couple panels where he looks... Looks like a boomerang. He, there's a couple of them where he's got, like, the Rob Liefeld feet going yes. on. Yes. So, I mean, I could have done without the Rob Liefeld feet. But, no, I give I give it an 8.52. I thought it was good. I'm not going to give the art a 2. I didn't think it was completely horrible. It's just not what I've come accustomed to with this run of Logan. I, yep. think, I think Sorrentino fucking has killed it. With his covers and his interior arts, it's going to be sad to see him go. Yeah. And we really noticed it when he took that break for the stupid vampire offset story. That's where we learned that we really missed Sorrentino's art. And now he's going away. And I think Nugent's going to do good, but I think it's going to be an adjustment for depending on how long it goes to get used to a new art style. But I'm hoping... I'm bailing on the book. You're gonna bail off as soon it. as Lemire's done. I'm done. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a try, 
and and see you know after it picks up if it can. As soon it, as Lemire's gone, I'm gone. That's it. I'm gonna try to keep up with the see if the momentum keeps up. I'm gonna give it a chance because I don't know why not. Like I said, all in all, it's a good story. Just wasn't a fan of the art. You know, it, it felt rushed. It felt like there wasn't really time put into it. Maybe that's just just his style, but I felt it was real sloppy. It was real sloppy. You know, and it's like, it felt like someone in a 12th grade art class did it. <laughs> senior, huh? Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to... He's a pretty good uh, senior artist. I'm not trying to... Um... No, okay, well, let me put it this way. <laughs> it's a 12th grade introductory to art class student did it. But, you know, I'm, I try not to shit on dudes for their, their art style and because they're out there working in the, the business and doing the thing. But it's like you phoned it in, dude. It's like you didn't even try. It's like you just drew blocks and were like, I'm going to make this block look like Wolverine. I'm going to make this block look like Miles. But, all right, last <laughs> book of the night. Let's do it enough of bashing on some dude's art. Uh, Batman Detective Comics 9... 52. Kyle, you know what that means, right? We're getting closer. We're only 48 issues away <laughs> from 1,000. We are going to see Detective Comics 1,000 in our lifetime, Kyle. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I'm extude. I, I've, I, I have not been able to contain, contain my excitement since Rebirth. I know. I, dude, I can't tell you. I'm hard. Just talking about a thousand <laughs> issues, it gives me it gives me a straight hard on just thinking about being at issue one thousand of Detective Comics. How the fuck do you spell Florida? Really? I'm totally drawing a blank. Floridia, <laughs> right? Sure. F- let's let's go with that. F L O R I D A. Yeah, Floridia. Don't, don't you have a fucking spell correct on your phone? Floridia. Okay. That's how you spell Florida, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, why don't you go ahead and review Detective Comics 952 for us, Kyle? Me? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, you haven't done a book yet. What are you talking about? We need, we need to hear that, that voice that is Stinson. Make all the panties drop. Right. I got both covers because the other cover was a really cool Albuquerque cover. Uh, they only have this one cover in my store. They didn't have the other one. And I think this is why, like, that one uh, Nightwing I was talking about the other day was so hot. is because a lot of stores aren't ordering, ordering the B cover. But you know what I figured out is fucking Midtown's got everything, so you can just fucking order whatever you want. Right. From like, uh... But then you have to worry about going through the mail. And- Garcia, t- he's like, he had got Monstrous number 10. He said, look, I got three copies of Monstrous 10. And I was like, what's the big deal? He's like, it's sold out everywhere. I said, I just put 30 copies on, into Midtown, and it was going to cost me. I did 10 copies. I said, yeah. I, I can get 10 copies from Midtown right now. He's like, no, that's. He wrote FTH. I said, no, it's not FTH, because I can buy 10 from <laughs> Midtown right yeah. now. I was like, if Midtown's out, then I could say, yes, it's going to be hard to find. But now yeah. I've come. I could, my gauge is now Midtown. If I can order it right now off of Midtown and it says in stock, then it's not hard to find because that means I can just order it. Yeah. End of my... End of discussion. Yes. <laughs> Bam. He's like, no way. So I sent him a screenshot that says 
I wrote 10, and it says in stock. <laughs> but I don't know. I got, I've ordered a couple things off of Midtown now, and they, they've been just fine. They really? come in a nice mailer and everything. Well, Midtown's kind of like the, the big, it's the it store. I call so. them the Walmart of the comic book stores. Well, essentially, yeah, it's the it store. Like, it's the, the most known store in New York. It's Midtown Comics. That's where everything happens. So, you know, it's just. I would assume they have a good shipping department. This one st- starts out, this is Detective 952, this started out with, what's her name, that chick that can, it ends up being uh Cassandra's, Kane's mother. Mother. So it ends up being um, Orphan's mom. Yes. But, but she's sitting there and Raza Ghoul comes up. Because she's trying to make, he's trying to make a deal with her to stop fucking with his, with her, with his guys. Yep. And she's like, I don't give a shit about what you say. She's like, my answer is no. There's no. But he's like, I'll let you know where your daughter is. And she's still like, like she didn't. She's still like, the answer is no. And then you know, a bunch of assassins come out and she fucking murders them all in ten seconds. Her name is Shiva. Because she is the fucking shit. And then it switches over to they're in Gotham. And everybody is fighting. the jo- Those Joker eyes people yes. from where the last issue ended, yep. And, uh, and Shiva is up hiding and watching. Well, it's... Uh, oh, and fucking uh, Batwing got fucking stabbed. Well, he was real cocky about it too. Yeah, he was like, "You're, you're. This is a titanium alloy suit. Your fucking little sword isn't gonna, <laughs> yeah, isn't gonna hurt me and cut right through him." He must have got that sword from where everyone in Kill Bill got their swords. <laughs> and then Azrael tries to help him, and he gets fucking dealt with yeah. too. But what happened was, is she, uh, she noticed her mom watching, but she didn't know it was her mom at the time. Right. So what she ends up doing is she ends up going up on the, the roof to ask her. Why she's following her. Yeah, why she's following, why is she watching. And and what she was doing is it's a test. She wanted to fight her to see if she was good enough to bring her in, communicate with her, be her, dominate the world, whatever what yeah. her plans are for her. And so they fight and... She didn't. She was holding her. Cassandra was holding her punches back. Yeah. Even though they were calculated and they were, she knew what was coming up. She probably could have gave Shiva a run for her money. Well, she even says it. She's like, "You could kill me right now. Yeah. You already have your spots calculated. You know how to beat me." But she was why holding aren't you, back. Why, yeah. Why are you holding back? And then, uh, which, and just as all that's going on, he she fucking she hits her like in the neck, and it fucking like knocks her out, paralyzes yeah. her. Yeah. And that's just as uh, Batwoman and Batman show up. On the scene. And she's he's like, Batman's like, I fought you before and I've won. And she's pretty much like, you won because it was strategic for you to win and me to lose at that yeah. time. But it's it not pre- going to happen like that again. It'll son. never happen like that again. And she pretty much says, I'm done playing and pretty much tries, pretty much breaks his arm. Yeah. But it's okay in the next page, so don't yeah. ever anybody worry. Well, she like puts him in an arm lock, and she pretty much just. But he goes. Crack. Yeah, and I like mean, establishes his dom her dominance over him, and basically he's like, "I could kill you if I wanted to, right now. Like you can't stop me." 
Like he even threw a fucking like a bomb at her, and she's like she caught it and crushed it like it was fucking like. Because it kind of goes <laughs> back to the the discussion Batwoman and Bruce had on the rooftop in the last issue, where he, she was like, "Have you ever thought what would happen if if you actually had to fight Orphan and she went all out?" And Bruce was like, "I'd lose." Oh yeah. So, it kind of goes back to that whole thing where he's he's losing. But then Shiva ends up stabbing Cassandra. But what it calls tell- her weak. Yes, it stabs her. But she stabs her in a way that it it was more of a getaway and a point proven instead of a hurter because he stabbed her the same way that he stabbed uh Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, which was right through the rib in between the ribs. It wasn't anywhere near arteries or yeah. organs or anything like that. And that's where they pretty much and then it, it falls into which one where it it was set up that Batman, was that the last issue where it said the Batman killed the mayor? Yeah. And then it rolled, it kind of rolled back into that story where they're pretty much telling everybody to get the fuck out of there because everyone's sights are now set. On Batman. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much where it's at. it ends up. I mean, that and... Uh, Duke was going back over everything that uh, Tim had done, mm-hmm. and uh, they had figured out that that a lot of the people that were killed, people they were already dead, and people were actually living as them for weeks. Like, I imagine it was to spy and to yeah. collect intel, is what I was assuming. And it was actually a lot of uh, Batwoman's friends. Like she had known a lot of them, and that's pretty much. She ends up going back to her father and her telling her father what's going on. Her father's like, "You need to get out. If if yeah. this has already happened, like you, there's no other choice. You need to pack your bags and fucking go because there's no end for you. Everything is done. You're going to die. Like whatever's in motion has been set. Yeah. The League of Shadows is pretty much gonna come and just start wiping the floor with everyone. Yeah, Shiva's coming and th- th- there's there's no remorse. Nobody cares. There's no true end game to it there's not even a real reason for what they're going to be doing they're just going to be doing it so you just need it's just time to go and and i mean it ends with cassandra pretty much crying why yeah and that's kind of where it ends it's batman's good it is a good book i gave that book an eight five yeah it was good eight five solid i got the albuquerque cover solid and the other covers i read the i kept the albuquerque cover unread so that is comic book, comic book reviews for this week. Hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed what you picked up and uh, enjoyed our reviews. Um, I want to know what you guys think about the Stranger Things versus uh, Paper Girls argument in the comments section below on our Facebook page. I'll also repost the question on Facebook. I'll be interested to hear what you guys think about that. Um, yeah, if you're excited for Iron Fist, I'm, I'm sorry because it is it's getting, getting shit, shit on, on by everyone. One one um, critic actually said it's comparable to watching a slice of Velveeta cheese dry in the sun. Mm-hmm. So apparently uh, that's going to be a thing where... Well, you know what? Honestly, it seems like the, the Netflix shows, comic shows are getting slower and slower mm-hmm. and slower. And I think that's... I And it, by the sounds of it, I think this one goes a little too slow. Well, yeah. Well, they say the choreography is bad. They just say everything's bad. Luke Cage was bad. Yes, it was. I mean, Daredevils was good. 
But yep. most of the other core Daredevil and Jessica Jones are both good. But I, I I don't know if they're they're rushing it. They're not putting the money they need to in it. Like they had time with like Daredevil, and I I, th- I think they've now that they're being put on timelines, maybe that they're it's rushed, mm-hmm. or maybe they just think people don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't think that's what it is. I think I think I think they rushed it to get I defenders think, out. Yeah, I think everything's in such a rush right now to to get it out. I think that's I think that's, that's where it's falling short. I think they rushed it to get defenders out so then they can decide what they want to do with them. If they want to bring them over into Infinity War and into the Marvel universe, or if they want to keep those universes separate. Well, like they're, they're already not separate because they already talk about the events that happened in New York and the shows and stuff. So they're connected. Well, they talk about it, but but. The movies don't talk about right. them, right? But they still... reference. It's like, it's like the cousin talking about his. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's he's proud, but the other ones are like, Ehh. yeah. But all right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed yourself, and hopefully, you know there wasn't too much cursing in there for those people that don't like it. It wasn't bad. No, 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 no. Yeah. So for the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm Father Kyle. And we will see you next time. Keep them bag and boarded. Remember to support your local comic shop. Cheese and rice. Keep them bagged and boarded. <laughs>